This is Terrio Media. Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Hello and welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the show where I show people how to escape the rat race using real estate. And to make this happen for you, the first thing that you got to do, you just got to shift your focus. It's that simple. Shift your focus from making piles of money to creating streams of money. Do that one thing one time and you are on your way. That's where it begins. And uh, you only have to do it once. And just, But just embrace it. And then your escape from the rat race is going to move at least 10 times faster. That's right. I did not stutter 10 times faster than those that choose the alternate path, the old way of creating wealth. Doesn't work anymore. Does not. And uh, But let me clarify, though. This is not get rich quick. It's get rich quicker. And it's getting rich permanently. And to get started down that path or restarted, depending on where you are in your real estate investing journey, I've created a free course just for you. You can go to freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. And you'll get a crash course there on how to find deals. And then once you've found that deal, I'll give you the two quickest and easiest strategies to a paycheck in real estate. And then uh, stay tuned here each week, each and every week. And I will show you how to put that paycheck to work for you in a way that it works harder for you than you did for it. Sound like a plan? I think so. Uh, important dates. If you would like to join us for more fun than business, that type of event, uh, we've never done this before, but the uh, team and I and a group of like-minded real estate investors just like yourself are headed to Napa Valley, October 13th through the 15th. Limited seating is available. And when I say that, I absolutely mean it. It's We're going to be on a little bit of, or we're going to be on a bus. And I can't just go order more seats and more chairs from the hotel like I have been able to do in the past when we got into a pinch. So limited seating is available. It is the high season. You want to get in as soon as you can because... Uh, um, hotels are filling up and they're not cheap this time of year because it's that time of year when it's the best time to go to Napa. It's the most beautiful place in the world, in my opinion, at this time of year. And it's just what I like to do. And if you'd like to come along with me, I'd love to have you there. So to get all the details, you can go to drinkandgrowrich.us, drinkandgrowrich.us. Don't go to .com. Don't go to .net. Those are two other sites that sell something entirely differently <laughs> and entirely different. Um, drinkandgrowrich.us. All right, get all the details there. Uh, then uh, the Ground and Pound School in St. Louis coming up October 27th through the 28th, where for two full days, you'll work with Jeff Garner and myself to hone your most valuable skill as a real estate investor, the skill that, uh, that skill of talking to motivated sellers and getting contracts signed. All right, so all the details can be found at groundandpoundschool.com. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that today in detail. And then uh, the last date to share, November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and the 5th is an optional day, but it will be the last chance to catch the epic intensive weapons of mass production, where for the last time we'll cover how to get the highly potent and powerful tools and methods every real estate investor can use to find more motivated sellers, buyers, and private lenders in as little as 60 seconds. Even if you think you've heard it all before, I've got something that you've never heard before. I've got plenty of it. And uh, as soon as you register, get instant access to the Epic Fast Formula to $10,000 in 30 days or less. And this is all taking place on November 2nd through the 4th in Birmingham, Alabama. 
And then uh, the reason the fifth is optional is we'll be touring turnkey properties with our Birmingham partner. You're going to see the before, the during, and the after of cash flowing properties. And really what I think is one of the hottest markets in the country. Registration is officially open. The first 25 people to register will be admitted in for free. And that price will rise the closer that we get to capacity. I think uh, most, if not all, of those free seats are already gone. There might be a couple left. And uh, just go to epicintensive.com. Epicintensive.com. Reserve your seat and and catch for the your last chance to catch weapons of mass production. That's the uh, last Epic Intensive of the year. All righty. And I uh, don't know what we're going to be doing next year. I don't know if we're going to be doing any next year. So uh, if you haven't been able to catch us and meet us in person and press the flesh, uh, this is your chance to do it. And I'd love to meet you and love to see you there. All righty. So last week we were talking with Jeff Garner on the deal driver unit of your business, that phase of the transaction from, you know, where you make first contact with the seller all the way to getting the contract signed. And uh, we left off last week from where we set the appointment to visit the house and the seller. And then we promise to pick up this week uh, right where we left off and take you all the way through to getting the actual contract signed. So let's not waste any time. Let's jump right into it. Jeff, welcome back to Epic Real Estate Investing. Thanks, Matt. Cool. So, hey, let's um, uh, a lot of great feedback from last show. Let's go ahead and pick up from where we left off. We we're talking about, uh, you know, how you talk to sellers, really the, the what we call the, the deal driver unit over here at Epic um, or... I guess in layman's terms is what how you get that lead converted into a contract, which I think is really the highest and and best use of any real estate investor's time is talking to sellers and getting contracts signed. So, uh, you went over in great detail last episode, and thank you for for being so generous with that. And if you missed that, by the way, go back and listen to the last episode, and you can uh, get you'll bring be bring up uh, you'll be brought up to speed. Is what I was trying to say. And then uh, right now, so we've hung up the phone, we've got our appointment set. Jeff, what happens next? Well, you know, Matt, that's when um, I feel like a lot of the work is done or a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of your due diligence. That's where your due diligence begins. Um, I preach, you know, one of the three most important things about an appointment and uh, uh, meeting with sellers is being prepared. And if you can be prepared properly, you are going to be ahead of 95% of your competition already. And um, so this is where we start that process of what we call putting together the um, you know, pre-appointment uh, package or evaluation package. So what we do, what I have my guys do um, is we'll, they'll pull the Zillow, not that we're going to go by that value. And generally, honestly, let me, let me back up for a minute. The Zillow is generally already pulled while we're on the phone call. Um, that way we can, um, get a ballpark idea of what the property is worth if we don't know the street. And so when the seller's talking, it'll drive our conversation a little bit too. We can, you know, get feelers out there with them on how they feel about um, the numbers we think our ballpark numbers will need to be in. So we'll, um, we'll, we'll count the property. We'll pull the tax records on the property so we can get the original specs of the house to determine what the real square footage was when it was built and beds, baths, things like that. Because um, a lot of times when you're comping a property and you pull up MLS, real estate agents will will stretch the truth and they'll, they'll, they're trying to sell their property. So they might add a basement square footage to the square footage of the house 
even though you're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Or so you might be looking at a comp and it's say be your neighbor house of your subject property, the one you're going on the appointment for. And it might say it has a thousand more square foot and you're wondering why. Um, and a lot of times you can pull up the tax record to see, oh, okay, that's the same exact footprint as your property, but the realtor, you know, might've, you know, skewed the, the numbers a little in her favor. Right. So not to confuse people and get too deep, but basically we'll pull comps and, um, uh, off the MLS. And if you can't pull comps yourself, you know, you, if you have a realtor friend or you can, I believe you guys have a site that pulls comps, um, as part of your Academy, right, Matt? Uh, no, not, not specifically, but we do have a lesson in there on how to actually get comps. So yeah, definitely. Good. So that's when we put our comps together. We pull tax records. I always search out an old MLS listing, and not a lot of people do this, but I, I like to look that specific property, the subject property we're, we're going to offer on, look it up in the MLS system and go back 10 years to see how many times it's been listed, um, did it, how many times it's sold, did the listings expire, and, and I'll read the MLS sheets when it was listed in the past and try to look at pictures from old MLS sheets to get an insight on my property. Cause I want to know as much about that property as I can when I get there, you know, I want to know as much before I even walk in the door. So I'm already putting together a game plan in my mind and a price in my mind. Um, if, if a property sold two years ago, uh, it's probably going to be in a similar condition. So you can get an idea and, and have numbers going in. So, Comp it out, pull up the property, um, tax records, Zillow, put our repair estimate sheet in our package. We also um, we have what we call a credibility packet, and that is a little bio about our company and our Better Business Bureau rating. We, we print that out um, and then testimonials. And that, um, that we leave with the seller one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So we get so that that that's kind of our in the office preparation mm-hmm. okay um so we get all that together so we're ready to go and then we go i have my guys i train them to go an hour to 30 minutes early mm. and that is to drive because a lot of times we will come up with an with an uh, after repaired value or a market value for that property before we even leave the office um, we'll come up with that ARV and we've already worked our formula out on, on what we can offer on the house before we leave minus repairs. We don't have repairs yet, but we'll ballpark because you just want an idea in your mind on where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then oh, our guys will go and drive the comps. So actually drive by and put eyeballs in your car on every single house that you're going to compare to your subject property. That way you're comparing apples to apples. Cause when you see a property on paper, they're always going to look nice mm-hmm. or sometimes, or sometimes a realtor is not very good and the property looks horrible. And it turns out to be that it was in great shape. But if you can drive by these properties and put your eyeballs on them, see what the streets look like, um, you know, uh, look at the backyards, the lots, um, then you can really fine tune your comparables. So when you go in there, you know exactly what that house is going to be worth. Now that also helps you in the case of like, when I have a new guy that I'm training that is, I'm putting on the streets and he comes back and he says, uh, 
Um, well, here's here's what I, I I thought we might be able to keep that kitchen floor, and so I didn't put a, that floor in my in my repair estimates, and and um, uh, you know the bathroom vanities were in, they're a little older, but they're in great shape, and so I said, okay, well this is you know this is really easy. Let's pull out the pictures of your comps because we always print a version of our comps that have interior pictures, mm-hmm. and I'll say which which of these two houses did you drive by. And which of these are you comparing exactly to our house? What are the closest? Which one's determined your number for our property? And I'll say this one and this one. And I'll say why. And I'm like the street it was exactly the same. The house, the lot, the square footage of the property, whatever his reasoning is on why it is um, compar- very comparable. I said, okay, let's look at the pictures. And we'll look at the pictures. Well, that and it'll be, you know, Harry or Brent or my acquisitions guy now will be Brent. That's a brand new kitchen floor, man. And those bathrooms are completely updated in our comps. How are you going to keep a 10-year-old vanity, although it looks nice and is in good shape, or not replace the kitchen floor that has vinyl when this one has 20-inch travertine tiles? Mm-hmm. So you can answer your own questions if you're not, you know, so it – by looking at your comps, knowing which ones compare properly, then when you're in your property, if you're questioning what repairs you need to do, look at your comparables. What did they do to get their price? And which one are we comparing to? Are we comparing to one that was grandma clean? All we need to do is get it cleaned up and make it livable and we can get X amount of dollars for it, let's say 250. Okay, great, then we know we only have to do a minimal rehab. So if it's Taj Mahal and we need to put an extra 30 grand in it to upgrade the amenities and, and features to get it to compare, then we need to know that. So I think a lot of people go in and they do repair estimates just one way. Mm-hmm. You know, they go in and, okay, that needs to be replaced. That doesn't. Well, we like to dig in. And so that's one of the things I teach my guys is just how to kind of dig in and know exactly how our repair estimates need to be and exactly how to, to comp the property exactly because that's where you beat your competition. You know, mm-hmm. if, if, if everyone goes in and just determines a, a price per square footage to rehab a home and then they do a price per square footage to comp their properties, which a lot of investors do. They look at the neighborhood. What is it to comp? What is it these houses cost per square foot? And they come up with their numbers. They're either going to be really high or really low, which means they're going to lose money, break even, or they're going to get beat by their competition. We So we work really hard to fine tune that. And it's really easy system once you know it. Mm-hmm. So, um, All right. So yeah. after you've hung up the phone, the appointment is set. There's actually, you guys do quite a bit of work, quite a bit of research in the preparation um, before you're meeting the seller. You go in and you pull the comps, you prepare all that. You look back at, at 10 years of the listing and sales activity of the property to, to really get to know it well. And then uh, you put your, your comp package together and you've got a credibility package, which was very cool at the, at the last Ground and Pound School because you gave everybody a copy of that so they know exactly what to put in it and how to do it themselves. I mean, it's really easy for anyone just to look at it and duplicate it for themselves. And then um, you show you you go out to the appointment, hit the neighborhood 30 to 60 minutes early. You're going to drive around those comps so you can actually put your eyeballs on it. And then uh, when it comes time to look for repairs and compare the repairs, you know we're really going to going to dig in deep there. And, and you even gave us the uh, how you dig in deep with the with your repair spreadsheet, which comes out with a pretty accurate uh, budget. Um, 
Cool. All right. So you are prepared. You are ready to go. Is when is it? Is it time to go knock on the door now for you? It is time. Yeah, we've we've done all of what you just spoke of, and so out front, you know, we're probably at the house five or ten minutes early. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting out front, redoing our numbers to make sure that we got to fine tune before we walk in the door, so we know what our what our market value is or our after repair value now. So we're doing a second layer of making sure that's fine tuned before we go in the house. Now there's a third layer when you get in because you could be surprised inside and see some really great stuff or see some stuff you couldn't have known about. And then you'll do one last pencil sharpening before you present your offer, but that's inside the house. So next thing is, is, is walking around the outside of the house. Mm-hmm. If we're a little early, I'll always evaluate the outside first. Now for a couple of reasons, one, because it's wow. You, why waste getting the seller outside and walking around with you? Okay, get mm-hmm. that done ahead of time. Secondly, when a seller sees you outside with a with your sheet and your pencil and that you're actually walking around making notes on their property, A, it lets them know that you know what you're doing and it lets them know that um, you're professional. And mm-hmm. you're, uh, it, 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 so it kind of sets you up before you walk in the door. Um, mm-hmm. and, and th- that you're already on top of things. And so we go knock on the door and, and introduce ourselves and do our next transition agreement. And I talked about that on the last call. You know, I look at transition agreements from any point that you convert either a, a lead calling in to um, you're giving them a transition agreement of what's going to happen on the call, timeframes, what's expected of them and what, you know, what, uh, what you know they can ask of you and yes is great knows knows okay too mm-hmm. um calming their nerves setting yourself and them up for a comfortable call so then when we go to the appointment at the end of that call obviously we transition to this is what's going to happen next we're going to set an appointment with you and then now we're on the appointment and before we go in i talk to him right out front before we even go in i revisit the whatever commitments we got before we got there Mm -hmm. and then i explain to him what comes next and it sounds something like you know hey you know mr seller it's really nice to meet you i really appreciate you you know coming out and you know having us out to meet us and and as we talked on the phone um, I'm going to need probably 30 minutes of your time, maybe 45, um, can go a little faster, a little slower, but we're going to walk the property. I'm going to look at all the kind of little nuances of the property. What kind of, um, improvement or repairs might need to be done and, and talk to, you know, maybe a little, ask you some questions about your situation. And then at the end of that, if it's something that we're interested in, uh, that we're still interested in, then I will um, be able to make you a cash offer. Now, like we said on the phone, Mr. Seller, are you still able to tell us no today? If it's something that doesn't, you know, isn't doesn't seem like it'll work for you. Uh, okay, well, great, thanks. And so you're also still able to say yes today. If it's something, if we could do a fair offer, that's what you're looking for. Okay, great. So I confirm our commitments kind of every point that you are in this appointment they build their anxiety back up so when they call 
they're, they have anxiety. They don't know what's going to happen. Are you going to be a car salesman? Are you going to try to hard sell them? Are you going to try to steal their house? Are you going to leave them on the streets? So we do their transition agreement, which really kind of eases their nerves and it'll ease your nerves too, a little. Um, and then by the time the appointment comes, they built it back up. Okay. They're probably sending their, they're sending their big dog out here. You know, this is where they're really, this is the killer. This right. is where they're really, this is where they're really going to get steal my house from me. And so I do that again. I, hey, no is okay, Mr. Seller. We're, we can't buy them all, and, um, and, and we got to make sure that this is going to be a win-win for both of us or we don't want to do it. Uh, we, get, uh, we get a lot of appointments. We get a lot of calls. We buy a lot of houses. So we don't need to buy them all, and we want you to be happy. Is that okay with you? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Great. And a lot of times just re-ease those nerves. And there's something about saying it and, and them calming down, and we're generally nervous too. I don't care how experienced you are, you really never know what you're going to walk into. Um, and so it, it always puts it more on a friend level from that point. And that's really where you want to be to get them to open up. Mm -hmm. So that's walking in the door. And then basically from there, as soon as I've walked in the door, Matt, I try to get away from being an investor. I just try to start up a friendly conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, hey man, how's your day? Well, this, you know, how's your day? Oh, good, good. And I'm, I'm to the report. You know, we talk about this in the boot camp thoroughly, rapport building and what it means. You know, mm -hmm. and, and not just, you know, talking about the weather um, or the Cardinals, which everybody loves the Cardinals, <laughs> right? Nobody likes but, talking uh, about the Cardinals. Just <laughs> So uh, um, I'm going in. I've already judged his body language. I've already seen what type, you know, how he, um, how they speak, you know, mm -hmm. um, the tone, the speed. And I, I try to match that because it will make both of you more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so then I walk in and I'm just starting a friendly conversation, man. If we end up in that foyer for 20 minutes and I never get to look at one piece of that house for 20, 30 minutes, I'm totally okay with that. Okay. If I, I'm looking at their pictures, I'm looking at their furniture, I'm asking questions about their pictures, not directly. I'm not saying, Hey, that picture over there, who is that? Mm -hmm. I'm saying, Oh, it looks like you have boys. That's, that's a lot of fun, isn't it? You know, I've got two boys of my own and, and I see you, you like hockey. You know what? My son played hockey and played for the junior blues and man, I traveled all over the world. It's expensive, wasn't it? You know, things like that. Just anything I can to build rapport and relate with this person and get them off and to thinking I'm there to buy their home. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when the rapport building starts for me. And like it, once again, I'm, and then now, Another thing about rapport that I used to find myself doing and, and, and became a problem when I started to be trying to become a really super um, closer, basically, mm -hmm. is that rapport can take you down a bad path sometimes. It can take you down the path of building a great friendship that, you know, but, it, but not putting yourself in a position to have any kind of authority to close the deal because then they're, you're there such – you're, you're, you you have such a rapport or such a bond with them that they have no problem telling you that they need to think about it. And you start to feel guilty like you're going to screw up this all this rapport you built with this person if you try to give them an ultimatum to either A, they can sign today or you can't you know leave the offer on the table. Right. So 
as you're building the rapport, I'm constantly going back to my impact questions and trying to dig deep to find out what the real motivation is and really why they need to sell and what their benefits going to be from it. So mm-hmm. I'm yeah, constantly- I had a couple people at the, at the school that were, have great people skills. They're really good at making friends, but they were walking out of the houses with no contracts. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. And that was one of my acquisitions guys problems um, that he's still with us because he's kind of fine tuned himself. But he's such a nice guy and he is such a loyal guy and he and he was a go getter and he would walk in there and come out with the best relationships with these sellers. But this is the call I'd get every time. Hey, Jeff, I just left, you know, one, two, three main street. I got a good feeling about this one, man. And I know we joked about that in the boot camp. (laughs) That was always what he had to say. I got a good feeling about this. He needs to talk to his wife and his sister, and he can't do that till Wednesday. So he's going to call us Wednesday. I really think we're going to get this one, man. We had an awesome rapport, man. This guy really, and I was like, Brent, you just lost. That guy's going to sign a contract by today or tomorrow because the next guy's going to come in and he's going to get that contract signed. Right. Um, and, and the truth is, is this is a huge transaction for these people and they, um, your, their loyalty will leave you five minutes after you walk out the door. So, um, being able to build rapport, but yet stay on, stay on task. Mm-hmm. And it might go a little something like this. I'll try to draw one out of my mind here. And that is, yeah, that's, that's, you know, I remember that world series. I was at that world series on that picture you got there. Wasn't that an awesome game? Yeah. You know, Chris Carpenter was an animal and, um, Kershaw just fell on his face. Didn't he? <laughs> he had to, <laughs> he had to go there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, that's oh, I loved it. Oh, me too. Me too. So what are you, you know, are you going to stay in the area? You seem like a big Cardinals fan. You know, where are you, are you going to leave the area? Or are you going to stay close? You can continue going to those games, you know, just anything to get back to getting more information. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you might get, well, you know, I, um, I want to get an apartment and, you know, I'm going to go over to the Illinois side or, okay, really Illinois. That's I, you know what? I lived over there when I was young with my family. What takes you there? Why Illinois? It just, next thing you know, you went from some, some warm and fuzzy place to you're getting some information here to find out right. is, this, is this Illinois thing a must? Are you being forced to, do you want to, is this a dream? Is this a, you know, is this a family emergency? You have to be close to a family member that's sick. And then I might, he might go, okay. And I might get three or four whys in there as like, as you like to say, Matt, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then I feel, and then once I, we start to feel like we're, I'm starting to, he's starting to feel like I'm hammering him with personal questions. I might go from that to, you know, I sense that, um, throw in some, you know, comforting statements like, oh man, you know, good for you. Or, oh, I'm sorry you had to go through that depending on whatever the situation is. And, and then go, um, you think the card's got a chance to make it back this year? You know, whatever I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get them out of that, you know, and, um, and and try to go somewhere else. So it's rapport building, but it's getting the information I need without having to have a sheet in front of me going, okay, how many bedrooms check? How many bathrooms check? What do you want? What do you owe? That's our, my old way of getting the information I need to determine the value. This is a way of, 
building rapport, getting their guard down, getting them comfortable to where at the end of it, you either going to find out you have a deal or you don't. And if you do, then um, you need to, you know, how can we meet your needs right now? Mm -hmm. Not tomorrow, not later, right now. And so that's kind of a, the beginning to middle process of right. that appointment, Matt. And I know it's a lot like yours as well. Yeah, no, there's a lot of parallels. I mean, it, it's all about, you know, we talk, you'll hear this in just about every capacity of whether it's sales or, or, or buying like we're doing. is You know, people want to do business with those people that they know, like, and trust, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think likability is super important, but you also have got to be trustworthy. And in what we do, I think what really instills trust is um, conveying your competence, showing you know exactly what you're doing and taking charge of the, the process and recognizing that this person called you because you have a pro or they have a problem and you're there to solve their problem. And to you have, you have so many different strategies and techniques for kind of taking them out of this comfort, discomfort, comfort, discomfort. So, you know, you're making, creating a friend and you're building rapport and that makes them comfortable. But then we bring them back and we remind them to why they called you in the first place and that they're moving and that's not a great situation and they need to do a little quicker than they thought. And and then you go back to making them comfortable and back and forth. And that's what really conveys the the, the trust. What It's what demonstrates the competence. I mean, just showing up early and walking around the house without the seller is, is uh you know, illustrating your, your competence and just getting them, them to a place where you've got a friend, but it's also time to do business. And the way that you set the expectations up front and the way that you shared at the school, that's just like, it's, it's seamless and, and it's very, very effective. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you're going to leave and you're going to know, Hey, I got a deal or no, I don't. Now I, for years, you know, I would go in an appointment. Sometimes I'd get it, you know, sometimes I'd get it just off of just being a people person. And then, uh, but more than not, probably 80% of the time I would leave going, okay, what do I got to do to, what do I got to do to get this deal? When, you know, uh, um, is he shopping me? Is he, and it would just be, um, it would just be, you know, anxiety and then sitting there trying to guess how I get back in the door. And this, this way, you're going to have all the information you need before you leave to know if it's a deal or not. Mm -hmm. And you are going to know exactly how to present your offer to give them what they need and be able to get it at the price that you, you, you have to get it at. Cause really the price is such a small element of what all of these sellers need. It is really way down on the priority list. And we focus so much on price that, um, we miss the whole opportunity to buy their house. Cause really it's, 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 it's down the list, you know, um, almost, almost every time on one of these appointments, very rarely is it all about the money. Exactly. Yep. Uh, you do enough of them, and it doesn't take long to uh, to realize that. And uh, you lose enough of them, you you realize that as well as well. Uh, Absolutely, right? Well, cool, Jeff. Um, thank you so much for for coming back. Uh, we're recording this on on uh, what's typically a family day for us, but we made that promise last week. We wanted to make sure that we delivered this week and just kind of take people through the whole process. And we also extended that invitation last week to come to the Ground and Pound School if you. You know, there's kind of two ways you can go about this. You can take what you've learned over these last couple episodes and 
and piece it together and, and go out and practice on your own, work by trial and error and, you know, go the slow way. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's how uh, Jeff and I did it. And we are here today. But I think if we had the option to do it all over again, we'd rather go fast and plug into a system of and connect with someone that has already been there and done that and really, you know, collapse your time frames. And that's the invitation that we're extending out to you. Either way is perfectly okay with us. You know, there's no right or wrong, good or bad here. But uh, we are getting together rather quickly. It's uh, We're only about, I don't know, about, oh, I guess it's about six weeks away, five weeks away. In St. Yep. Louis, October 27th through the 28th. Uh, you can go to uh, groundandpoundschool.com. You can fill out the application. We can't take everybody. We're going to limit this to to um, 10, uh, 10 participants. And quite honestly, we, like it won't be a good fit for everybody. It's why we want to go through this process to make sure that you know you are in the right place in your business and that those that are around you and that you're going to be in, in this school with that uh, you know, there's some good connections and some ancillary benefits by getting to know and meet people that are on the same journey and of like mind. So that's uh, coming up October 27th through the 28th in St. Louis. Jeff and I will both be there to lead you through two complete days of exactly what you've gotten over the last, uh, you know, I guess 30 minutes last week, 30 minutes this week. And you're going to walk out of there a fire-breathing real estate investor. Is That's our intent, and that's what's going to happen. So uh, go to groundandpoundschool.com, and you can apply for that, and then one of us will get back to you, and we'll take you through that process, and it's going to be a good fit or no fit. And like I said, either way is perfectly okay with us, but we do have to have that conversation first just to make sure we have the right fit, and then you're going to get everything that uh, that, that we've promised. Um, Jeff, anything to add after that? You know, man, I'm just, I, it was a, it was an amazing experience and I've loved talking to the students afterwards and doing those sales calls with them and hearing their success and, and what they're doing. And I'm really excited about the next one. going to have a few tweaks to it. One will be like the credibility packet. We'll have it electronically this time oh, so that you can cut and paste your own logos in and, and honestly, you know, you could use our testimonials, come up with your own, whatever, but you're going to have a package. You're going to have a lot of this, the repair estimate sheet, um, all electronically this time so that they can modify it and we'll make one for them in a, on paper. So I'm excited getting out, looking at uh, deals, doing that bus tour again with them to where we get to walk through the properties and explain how we got them. And I don't know, man, it was a really great experience. And this next one's going to be even better. I'm, and I'm looking forward to seeing you there too, Matt. Sweet. All right, Jeffrey. Well, go enjoy your day, and I'm going to go enjoy mine. And uh, I'll talk to you. Uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you before then, but worst case, yep. I will see you in, in October. Yep. Okay, uh, bud. Okay, take care. You too, man. So in 30 minutes, actually 30 minutes last week, 30 minutes this week, Jeff we and I, we ran through the his methods for taking that initial phone call to contract. And there's a lot there to take in. It might have been kind of like drinking from the fire hose type thing. And, and and there's more to just hearing it as well. I mean, it takes some time to hone this skill and get to the point of where Jeff is in his business or or Brad is, who we heard from last week, or Jeremiah Johnson, who you'll hear his story this week. And then, you know, Jill and Catalina, Nathan, Parker, Mackenzie, Corey, Jonathan, Josh. I mean, I could go on. They all started with the basic structures of setting appointments and building the rapport and presenting their offers. And if you can do that, you know, you're 75, 80% of the way there. And it's definitely enough for you to earn consistent paychecks in this business. What we've taught here over the, the last, um, I don't know, eight, nine years, let's see, I guess we're on seven to eight years more like it, 
that's enough for you to go out and take it into the real world and make some money with it. But viewing this portion of your business, this part from uh, talking to sellers and negotiating contracts and getting that contract signed, by viewing this portion of your business as a skill, one to be embraced and one to be practiced, just like you would practicing the, the guitar or the piano or juggling three tennis balls or or practicing something as simple as tying your shoe. Those are all skills that you had to practice to hit that level of competency. And the more you practice, the better you get. And when it comes to this particular skill within real estate investing, those consistent paychecks that you can generate from what you already know, they start to come more often. And not only do they come more often, they get bigger. So that's why Jeff and I started the Ground and Pound School. And at this point, I guess it's really a a case study group is what we're really what it actually is. You know, each quarter we're looking for a handful of people to work with to create successful case studies before our official launch of the Ground and Pound School in uh, 2018. All right, so we've already been working very closely with a small group of people this year. The results have been absolutely amazing, and we're going to work with another case study group over the next few months, starting October 27th. So to give you a, a better idea as to whether or not this will be a good fit for you, because uh, it won't be a good fit for everybody. All right, but to, to give you an idea a little bit more, and you can make up that uh, you make up your mind on your own. Uh, here's some of what we're going to be work on working on. One, uh, we're going to start with reactivation strategies for the leads you already have in your call capture system. That's what the the epic message is all about. And and there's some other really cool techniques that we're going to share with you that will work with what you already have. All right, so you can get you can be effective right away. Two. Uh, we're, we're going to focus on the essentials of taking the incoming call from motivated sellers and how to bring their guard down so they'll, they'll tell you the truth about their situation and why they are selling so you can potentially solve their problem without money or, or, or much, much less money. Three, then uh, we'll, go, we'll go ahead and we'll design and implement your conversational conversion process to engage new leads that come in, focusing on the really the first 10 days of them inquiring about selling their house to you. And then we're going to invest a ton of time on the psychology of lead conversion, working key phrases and strategies and techniques. You heard um, Jeff drop some phrases last week, like reversing and going negative, those types of techniques, really counterintuitive techniques, but very much kind of what you're probably already feeling, just how to pull it out of yourself and use it so that you can actually get your, 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 um, your properties at a deeper discount and having the seller feel all good about it at the same time. So this is where we we really turn people that want to sell into those that need to sell, and where people that need to sell into selling to you at even deeper discounts. All right, and then uh, one of the most overlooked opportunities for real estate investing, I believe, is in the during unit. From that moment so that someone signs the contract to the time that the transaction is over and everyone is happy. So we're going to work on some hidden ways to leverage this experience. And then uh, my favorite high probability, low cost way to generate more business is by orchestrating referrals with the, the people who already know you, the people that already like you, the people that already trust you. There's a lot of, there's gold there. And a lot of people don't realize it and they don't realize how to access it. So we're going to talk about the secret psychology of why people refer anything and, and how to be the only one that they refer and specifically how to orchestrate referrals in your business. Then uh, once you've got your ninja level conversational conversion skills in place, you're going to want to multiply the number of people that you can engage with. So we're going to finish up with creating the ultimate lead generators for your business and maximize your lead capturing. All right. And then last, 
uh, the, the last uh, half of day two, we're going to go ahead and we're going to transition from the classroom and go into the field where we're going to drive to and walk through several houses. You know, Jeff had mentioned how he shows up 30 to 60 minutes early to drive the comps and how a little bit how he analyzes those comparables. And so we're going to do that and we're going to walk the, the perimeter of properties and, and kind of point out exactly what he's looking for and how he makes adjustments to how that conversation is going to go with the seller. All right. And uh, um, yes. And then we're going to take you through a bunch of deals that he's already done out in the field. He's going to have his acquisition team. They're going to share with you what they did, what they recognize and how they got those deals closed. And really, any one of these things can move the needle immediately for your business. And my experience is that one of these strategies is going to resonate with you and stand out as the big opportunity for you specifically. So we'll be able to spend more time on that one with you. And so the next few months, Jeff and I will be working with a small group personally, and we only want to work with a handful of people who can implement, test, and report back the results. Okay, that, that's kind of the agreement here. We're gonna use your business as the case studies to apply these strategies. And we're, we're ready to get started at the end of October, and we're inviting you to join that case study team. All right, so here's how it'll work. For two full days, October 27th through the 28th, we'll immerse ourselves in the conversational conversion process. Then we're gonna get together as a group twice per month to check in on your progress, overcome your challenges, and provide direction of what to do next so that you can put it into action and report on your results. And, uh, you know, we really want to create some amazing case studies from this. So we'll be spending one-on-one -on -one time with you to make sure that we maximize your results. The more you implement, the more we're going to work with you. That's how it works. So we're going to be working very closely together. So we'd like you uh, to be sure that you have some time to dedicate to this over the next few months. Now, the total cost of the Ground and Pound School, it's not free, okay? And it's not cheap either. But it's not like it's 20 grand, nothing ridiculous, you do need to be prepared to make an investment in your business and yourself and to make sure that you're going to um, get, just to make sure that you're going to get the results that you that you've been promised that we're promising that you're going to get. So we'd like to have a conversation with you first just to make sure it's a good fit. So to schedule that conversation, go to groundandpoundschool.com, groundandpoundschool.com to spell it out exactly how it sounds. Uh, we'd love to work with you. Go to groundandpoundschool.com and we'll go ahead and we'll take it from there. All righty. So. Uh, that's it. I'll talk soon. Uh, God bless. To your success, I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio.